Round Guy Radio Sports coverage is brought to you by these great sponsors. Packwood Locker, Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded, just like you. Located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant. Kyoto Transmission and Repair, specializing in transmissions, differentials, and driveline repair. You need a reliable family car for you or your student. Buckwalder Motors in Wellman has your car. McDonald Boneyard and Auto Recycling in Kyoto and Pilot Grove Savings Bank. Welcome back to Round Guy Radio's Eichelberg Farms. Eichelberger Farms uh, presents uh, the Waco Warriors. We got Coach Kissel on the line. Welcome to the program, Coach. No, thanks for having me on. It's always great to talk about uh, the Waco Boys basketball team. Well, uh, you you got out of the first round uh, with the win against Columbus, I believe. Yes, yep. So the third time was a charm for us again. So we're moving on now into the second round, and we'll host New London. Well, it looks like uh, uh, the uh, competition is uh, increasing uh, very rapidly, not just for you, but for everybody uh, moving into the second round. There isn't any easy games at all anywhere I see. Uh, but you uh, uh, you have a particularly tough opponent, and we're going to get into that. But uh, before that, let's uh, recap this Columbus game and maybe talk about some of your scores and maybe some of uh, Columbus's performers. I know Columbus had just come off their first playoff win in 29 years, uh, the, the game before they played you. Yes. Yeah, they had a, a nice finish to their season there. And I know uh, uh, Coach Miguel over there was really pleased with that and feels he has a little momentum now building into the off season where uh, those kids played uh, really well here down the stretch. And so I know he's excited. Well, uh, well, let's start with their team. Who do they have uh, uh, that played well, you thought, in that game? <laughs> Uh, the Watson kid for them, their guard, uh, hit a couple threes for them uh, and, and played really solid defense. Uh, the Hills, uh, again, I can't remember their first names, but Hills, he did a nice job coming off. Uh, he was kind of, it seemed like he didn't get to play a lot this season, but he had a really solid year last year and showed the kind of player he was against us. Uh, had a quality performance for senior point guard. Uh, Martinez did a nice job handling the ball. Uh, they did a real nice uh, job against our press early on, uh, did some nice things, and then our kids adjusted to it and kind of uh, took those away, and so we were able to make a little run on them there in the first. And then uh, they also have a, he would be my wife's second cousin, I believe. Uh, Ryan Coyle came on and hit a three late in the game. I think he's a sophomore this year, so it's okay to cheer for family members during the game there too. So they had a lot of kids come out and play hard and uh, performed well. It was just, we were uh, the better team that night and we came away with a victory at home. Well, uh, let's talk about, uh, I don't want to obscure their playoff points and performances. And, and, and uh, so let's, and you did put a lot of points up on the board. So let's hear about some of the points and maybe uh, some of the defensive standouts in that game for the Waco Warriors. Yeah, almost everybody got in the scorebook. Uh, we were minus one. Uh, so we had 14 people score in that game. 
Uh, and our starter started off. Uh, Isaac Oswald, our point guard, had nine points for us to go along with three steals. Uh, Hunter Hughes, our shooting guard, had 11 points to go with six assists, five steals, and six rebounds. So he has had a very complete game for us. Uh, wrapping up his junior season now, uh, Simeon Reichenbach ended up with eight points and four rebounds and a couple steals. Uh, Cody Graber was just dominant inside. Uh, Columbus just didn't have an answer for him. He had 15 points in the first half. Uh, and then he had eight rebounds and four assists to go with four blocks. It was just a big difference maker inside. Uh, Colton Lichty, uh, again, another junior for us. He had six points, seven rebounds to go along with three assists and three steals and two blocks. Uh, so just like Hunter, uh, just really does a lot at both ends of the floor for us right now. Uh, Cole Hildebrand, I know he's a favorite of yours, got his three up and made it. Uh, so he ended up with three points on the night. Noah Freed had a, a basket towards the end. A big Chase Waterhouse inside came off the bench and gave us four points and six rebounds. Uh, and then you had Mason Miller, again, great effort, energy guy for us at eight points. Uh, Reese Oswald, seven points to go along with four rebounds and an assist. Uh, Odie had seven points to go with his two assists and three steals. Uh, Isaac Rich, a sophomore, in the fourth quarter had a couple points with three steals and three assists to go with that. Another sophomore played a lot in the fourth quarter. Kieran Luchins had two points, four rebounds. And Jesse Grable, a senior that it's his first year out, uh, was able to hit a corner three to go along with his two rebounds in the fourth quarter. So, like I said, we almost had everybody mentioned there because everybody scored. So uh, it's just a nice all-around game for us to kind of warm up as we go into the playoffs here. Well, uh, if you get a game uh, early in the playoffs, as uh, Kyoto got uh, up a, a few points and then they were able to play uh, against North Tama, they were able to, to bring in their second string and then even their third string some uh, quite a bit in the fourth quarter. And even in the third quarter, they had a second string in. Uh, uh, what does that mean for the team going down the stretch as things tighten up, as the competition tightens up, uh, that, that some of these young players uh, did get on the field? And uh, if you ever did need them, maybe maybe that would help with their confidence or, or their performance. No, it's a great experience for them. And along with just seeing how the seniors and juniors uh, kind of prepare and then get ready for the games and being part of those practices leading up to these tournament games, uh, seeing the process of, you know, watching film and going through our walkthrough. So all that preparation that goes into each game, uh, it's great for those underclassmen to be involved with. Uh, and also, and then knowing that next year, you know, they're going to be filling roles that we had a great senior class this year. And so they're going to be filling those spots. And so uh, when they get into a game, that's just a reward for all the hard work they're putting in and sticking with it here uh, down the stretch. And so as we get going into these tougher matchups, the playing time might be a little more limited. But like I said, those practices and preparation moments are just uh, great experiences for those underclassmen. Well, uh, before we move on, there's a player that I want to talk about because I, I don't know if I mentioned him enough this year. I know we've talked about him, but uh... – uh, 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 one of my favorite athletes uh, at Waco always has been Mason, the thriller Miller. Uh, and I, 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 he, you know, we've talked a lot about Stephenship coming in and, 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 and uh, sparking off the bench, but uh, Mason Miller has done a tremendous job for you and everything that you've asked of him. And uh, whether it was a big role or a small role, he, he just did everything well every minute he was on the court this year, didn't he? Yeah. Mason's a great kid. Uh, he's, a, he's a fine player for us, uh, and you can see as far as being an athlete, he stepped up in football. He was the first team, well, all-state the last two years, I believe. And he just has great hands, and uh, 
he has a, just a nose for the ball. He can see it and go get it. I think that's something that you can say about a lot of our players. Uh, but Mason stuck it out all four years. Uh, he was starting some last year uh, before getting hurt and rolling his ankle. Uh, now he's coming off the bench this year. But it's for us, it's a really big role because uh, as a pressing team, uh, having him come off the bench with his energy uh, just provides that spark that a lot of times when other teams are getting tired, also we have these fresh bodies coming in. And Mason's one of those kids that would probably start for some other teams in the area. Uh, but he fills his role for us and does a great job. And so he ended up with eight points the other night. Uh, and last year, like I said, I think his high was 25 against Sigourney. Uh, so he can score, but he does just such an excellent job on the defensive end. Like you said, sometimes he gets overshadowed uh, with some of the other players. But just a great player for us. Just anytime you can get eight points from a player off the bench, that's got to, you know, a lot of times be the difference in the game, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. And like I said, they, we have high expectations for the kids on our bench. Uh, a lot of them, they're just waiting for that moment where they could be the next person in. And so they're they're just as glued into the game. Like I talked about the preparation, they're following along. Uh, sometimes they may be the scout team, but uh, we work them in with the, you know, starting what this would look like for you. And so Mason's one of those kids, like I said, along with several others that just really has a an eye for the ball and a mind for the game. So it's, it's really nice that he's having a fine year, a senior year. And uh, it's not all about scoring either. It's like, eight, it's like 15% about scoring and 85% about doing everything else. And oh, yeah, and he's a, he's a nice all-around athlete and basketball player for us. Yeah, so you've got a, a boatload of them, and I think the depth is uh, uh, your best asset uh, going through things. But uh, you got a, you, you've got a, a familiar opponent, uh, uh, and uh, it's going to be a tough matchup for you uh, as New London is coming to town in uh, what we're calling Hatfields and McCoys 2.0. Uh, look, there's a, if there's a team that can come to Waco and, and – bring a, a, a bunch of people with a lot of energy uh, to kind of counteract some of that Waco energy uh, and could play on that court. It's uh, new London would be a big candidate for that. Wouldn't they? No, they have a, like I said, the last few years, uh, it's been interesting. Uh, my son graduated through here and uh, we have the Reichenbach family and there was a boy in my seniors class, Gabe Reichenbach. And there was a Porter that was a year older and now there's a Porter that's a senior, and we have a Reichenbach that's a senior. Uh, we have a freshman Reichenbach, and they have a freshman Porter. And so it, you're talking about the Hatfields and McCoys, you could go with the Reichenbachs and the Porters because <laughs> it seems like uh, our family is stacked up against their family. And so, but it's two communities that have a, a strong love and passion for their teams, whether it's eight man football or basketball or wrestling, you know, girls and boys sides. Uh, they're just two great communities that really support their teams. And so we've had uh, some very similar teams here the last few years where uh, we've been having matchups in the district finals where uh, we might upset them, they might upset us. And so, yeah, it's too bad we're meeting this early. Uh, but in the playoff times, you always know that you're probably running to New London sometime. And so uh, they have two of the best players in the state, uh, and Cade Benjamin and Blaze Porter, both seniors. Uh, and so we're looking forward to the challenge, and uh, we're, we'll be glad to be hosting them at home, and it's, it's going to be a great game. Yeah, it, it's really a, a game. Uh, Scotty Melvin and I talked ex extensively about it this morning on the preview show. Uh, but, um, well, whether you call it Hatfields and McCoys, as I, I jokingly do, but it's really uh, – 
two of the finest communities, two of the finest schools, two, two schools that search for uh, excellence in academics and, and athletics. And uh, I think it's two, two, really two of the finest schools and two of the finest fan bases and, and, and some of the area's uh, greatest athletes coming at it. So it's a, it's, it's a great thing for all of Southeast Iowa when the two of you guys do play. And you played last year in the playoffs. Uh, what, uh, uh, there were some similar matchups last year. Uh, what did you learn from last year's playoff game against them? Well, like I said, it was a great game. It was held down at Mediapolis that night. Uh, it was back and forth throughout. Uh, and it was just during this time of year, it's about kids stepping up. And so uh, in that game, I just remember Simeon Reichenbach hitting a three right before halftime. We mentioned his family. And then uh, Mason Miller getting a steal and a put back that gave us a little momentum going into halftime. And then we never looked back when Hunter Hughes hit a couple three, four late in the game there. Uh, Chase Waterhouse hit some free throws to kind of ice the game for us. And then defensively, uh, we did just a great job in our half court defense, kind of controlling the pace of the game. And so this time of year, that's kind of what it's all about. Good defense, solid rebounding, uh, and kids stepping up in that moment and taking advantage of those opportunities. And so uh, the guys I mentioned are all back. Uh, and then you had Cody Gray, we did a great job last year in the middle of the paint. And you have Colton Lichty, who's really sparked us that game. I think he had our first six to eight points uh, before he got in foul trouble. And so, like I said, a lot of the names that I'm mentioning are the same names that will be on the floor tonight. And so uh, I'm looking for that, hopefully the same outcome. And uh, we played them early, earlier this year. It was just the same type of game, back and forth. We finally were able to uh, kind of take control in the fourth quarter, got up by 10. Uh, but they didn't go away. I think it ended up a six or four-point game. And uh, we had to make our free throws down the stretch and uh, able to close the game. So, like I said, it's going to be a close one, and we're looking forward to it. Well, you segued real good to me there because my next question was about the importance of free throws. Uh, and uh, we're seeing uh, – Teams hit free throws down the stretch and and went in by one point, and we're seeing a missed one free throw that and then all of a sudden the game's in overtime and then they lose, you know. So what what's 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 going on with your team with free throws? Who's good at free throws? Uh, is it an area where you wish you were doing a little better? Well, uh, and and how important are free throws going to be in this tournament? Oh yeah, in the playoffs, free throws are huge, especially in a close game down the stretch. Uh, with the shot clock, you can see that you can't just run the games out like you used to be able to anymore and force teams to foul you. Uh, but you still you get to that minute 30, two-minute mark, and uh, teams have to make free throws. And I think you've seen that on our one loss this year. Uh, West Burlington was able to get up by four, and it forced us to foul them. Uh, and then we had to take quick shots and try to foul them again. And so all of a sudden, those, ball, those games can uh, snowball uh, at the end when you're trying to get a, what do I want to say, just cheat another possession and give yourself a chance. And so free throws are huge. So if you, you can get that opponent to miss them down the stretch, uh, it gives you a chance. And so for our team, uh, that's always something uh, we work on every day in practice. We have a couple drills that we like to do uh, to get better. Uh, and it's just a moment thing. It's something that they've shot hundreds, if not thousands of throughout their career. And we always remind them of that, uh, just that positive memory going up there with confidence and knowing that you're going to knock it down, not having wishful thinking or here we go again, but just being confident that, yep, this is my time, this is my moment, and I'm going to knock down this shot. And so our kids have a lot of confidence, and so we're hoping to wear teams down, kind of 
get their legs a little shaky towards the end of the game where those become a little more difficult shots, whether it's a free throw or a, a three-pointer late. And so that's one of our defensive strategies is to wear you out. And so we're hoping to be fresh, and that, that definitely helps your free throw percentage if you're fresh and ready to go. Yeah, well, uh, what about rebounds? Uh, I noticed the four uh, top rebounding teams in uh, uh, your your conference there is New London, uh, um, Notre Dame, Burlington, Notre Dame, and uh, uh, Winfield and you. And then I also noticed that those are the teams that have advanced in the playoffs. Uh, what about rebounding? Rebounding and free throws, um, um, are you do, what do you got on the rebounds? And I know uh, it's going to be tough competition with Cade the Blade there underneath the basket. Yeah, those four teams you mentioned are all excellent rebounding teams, partly because of athletes, but also because of coaching. And so even when we were a 6-1 team three years ago or a 4-1 team when I took over, rebounding something we always emphasize because an offensive rebound often leads to a high percentage shot because you're in a usually a scramble position where you're inside everybody and low to the basket. And if they get that offensive rebound, it's a either an easy putback for them or a kick out for a wide open look on a three. And so you have really high percentage shots coming off offensive rebounds. And so we really emphasize that in practice with our players, doesn't matter how big you are or who you are or who you're going against. If you can get your body in between them and the basket or, physical enough to make sure they don't get the rebound uh hopefully one of your teammates can and so uh, i think it was bobby knight said the best rebound is one that hits the floor first because you have five solid box outs and then you can go get the ball but uh i'd rather catch it in the air first i guess i think that's kind of our philosophy and like i said that's a i guess if you have any pillars for waco basketball rebounding is one of them well uh let's talk about uh what kind of a i mean kate benjamin what kind of a problem is he going to uh, uh, present? Because I know you got uh, uh, Cody Graver. I know you got Simeon Reichenbach, you know, and I know you got uh, Colton Lichty to attack him with. But is he the kind of guy that can stand up to that kind of stuff? Uh, yeah, he's a great athlete. Uh, he's going to, I believe, Oklahoma State on a high jump scholarship. So you have a tremendous athlete with big frame, 6'5", 6'6", six, 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 I don't know. He's long-armed, uh, played AAU all whatever four to six years he's been participating in basketball so he has a very strong game that's been honed against some great competition not only in our conference but uh nationally as he goes to these tournaments uh and so he's just a great player and so uh, you just try to limit his looks you try not to let him have the ball and when he does uh, challenge everything just make it as difficult as possible and so that includes boxing him out not letting him have that easy opportunity and uh, transition, knowing where he's at, and uh, just trying not to let him get the ball because he's shooting about 66% for the season. Uh, so if he gets space and room, he's going to finish. And so uh, he's one of those kids that you just try to limit. It's hard to, like, say we're going to stop him, but you're just trying to limit his presence on the floor. Uh, fouls are great. If you can get it inside early uh, and take it at him and pick up a couple fouls, that helps you out. And so that's where hopefully our depth comes into play so that we can, like I said, wear them out and maybe get into their bench where we, we have a definite advantage. Yeah, uh, definitely uh, makes it rough inside there. But what about uh, what about Purple Haze, Blaze Porter, man? I mean, the guy that plays uh, basketball, like Jimi Hendrix plays the guitar. Uh, he moves the ball from one side of the court to the other faster than any any player I've seen this year. And it seems like he can shoot from anywhere uh what how are you going to handle that kid 
well, like I said, you just throw a bunch of bodies at him and uh, hope for the best because, like you said, he's a great player. You can just hit rewind what I said about uh, Kate Benjamin. He's really uh, put a lot of time and energy into his game. So, I mean, this didn't just happen where he's at his senior year. He's a developer through AU. Uh, he's put a lot of minutes in having, you know, a dad as a coach. You know, you have the key to the gym, and I'm sure he takes advantage of that. Uh, he's going to Truman State to play basketball. And so he's just a quality player. And so it's not about stopping them, but it's about limiting them and just challenging everything. So we'll load up the lane and he'll hopefully see three or four bodies between him and the basket uh, the entire game. And like I said, you got to find him early in transition because before you know it, he's at the basket and you're still at half court because he's that quick. And so just another great player, great kid, uh, shooting 52%, I think, from the field, 34% for threes. And uh, they're not right on the line threes either. He'll step back to the volleyball line. I saw that against Danville. Uh, he'll step back. He'll cross you over. And so uh, he's a difficult guard for us. And so... <laughs> We're hoping to limit those two. And like I said, if we can get them in foul trouble early, that helps out our game a lot. But uh, when they're on the floor, uh, they're always a threat. Yeah. And uh, I was just kind of remembering, I think it was that playoff game against New London. Uh, it may not have been, but uh, it was a playoff game last year where uh, Simeon Reichenbach became shoeless Simeon Reichenbach, wasn't it? It was. He blew out his shoe a few years back, and we were checking on him the other day. Uh, making sure he's always taking a second pair to every game. And I believe it was in the district finals last year against uh, New London. Blaze had a similar incident. He uh, planted and his shoe blew out. And so uh, those are two explosive athletes that put a lot of a lot of energy and damage into those shoe wear. And so uh, they both have had that moment where their shoes just can't well, folks, uh, contain their bodies. If you're looking for a game where you're going to see uh, players juke out of their own shoes, uh, this might be the one as there's a good history of uh, players blowing their shoes out because uh, it's that kind of a game, isn't it? I mean, it is. you're going to be putting that kind of a torque on your shoe uh, <laughs> to, to shred the thing like, like they did. No, it's a, like I said, you got some really good athletes that are going to be playing at a high level at a high speed. And so uh, it'll be a fun one to watch. And I, like I said, uh, Waco, Bob Hilmer court uh, will be uh will be a hopping place, I'm sure, on Friday night. Uh, the game's been moved, and so uh, because of the weather. So, so let's talk about uh, let's talk about uh, how we can how we can catch it, what time it is, and uh, where it is, and everything, so our listeners can get there. Yeah, so the game's been moved to Friday night. Uh, it's at Waco High School, and so it's at seven o'clock. You have to buy your tickets online through the Iowa. I think maybe Varsity Bound has a link. If not, I'm sure if you go on your school's Facebook account, it'll be there. Uh, we also, through our Boosters Club and through our local businesses, we raise money and we post ads on our YouTube, uh, Waco Warriors Live. Uh, so those commercials help us pay and support that streaming service. And so we'll be paying the state our pound of flesh. I think it's like $500 maybe. Oh, I know they I, I think it's for good. I think it's for to help the the uh, referees and, and run the association. So uh, yeah, it all, it all goes to the good things. We'll we'll pay our dues and uh, we'll be able to live stream that also with our Warrior Cast uh, and I'm pretty sure Alex Cardenas and Michelle Wade will be calling the game and that always helps out when you uh, have a two teams on the floor that we do and we run in bodies a lot and so they're able to identify and talk you through who's on the court and uh, what's going on. And so they call a great game. And so that'll be available to you on our 
Waco Warriors Live YouTube channel. And so that's a great benefit we have here. Again, it's our booster club that helps pay for that, along with a lot of the area businesses. I know you mentioned Eichelberger Farms, but if you do watch it, you'll see them streaming in their commercials. There's about 14 or 15 commercials that uh, my son, Drew Kissel, helps produce, and uh, he puts those out there and does a great job. So it's a, yeah, it's a nice thing that Waco has and we can provide to our community and fans. Well, they're the best. They're, I mean, the whole thing looks so professional, and the ads look – by the ads looking professional, it make it it that it's a, a big part of the production that makes the whole thing work better. And without them, you know, you wouldn't have the money to show these playoff games and all that other stuff. And whatever else helps out those those athletes and uh, uh, and what and also helps out the Iowa uh, Athletic Association. Uh, so that's that's good uh, that they keep providing their services because we need them to run. And and thanks to the bus drivers and the. And the people that sweep out the gym and the, the volunteers that sell the soups and the hot dogs. And gosh, it's just such a big, big, big thing to run any team. And, and it's got to be a privilege to have a team like yours, Coach, that has provided uh, our listeners with so much uh, entertainment. You know, you've got to and tonight you, or Friday night. You're, you're going to see a, a new London team that won a state title in baseball last year. And you're going to see a, a Waco team that was in the state title game in football this year. So uh, the schools don't have uh, – you're not going to find schools with, with finer uh, records lately uh, than these two matchups. And I can't uh, imagine there will be a, a, an inch of room left. I'm sure it's going to be standing room only crowd. And uh, your your advertisers are going to be well rewarded with certainly over a 1,000 uh, eyes uh, watching it. and. Well, that's just TVs, you know. There's certainly more than one person in a room watching the TV. So, I mean, you know, oh, you, yeah. might, you might reach two thousand people uh, on a game like that, uh, and the, oh, the, the New, New London people will be watching it, and people in Oregon will be watching it, and people in Texas will be watching it, and it's a that's a beautiful, uh, well worth thing. And, and if it's worth doing, uh, doing it all, it's worth doing well. And nobody does it better than you guys and your staff over there, and and Scotty Melvin and I uh, can't uh, tell you how much we enjoy uh, the podcast or the, the YouTube streams. It helps us keep up with what's going on and especially the commentary. You know, uh, there's a lot of them that, that show the video, but without the commentary, it's just not the same. And and you guys have the commentary and the ads and everything and all the support. And uh, gosh, we really wish you well, uh, Coach, and, and, and good luck uh, Friday night is there anything you wanted to talk about that we didn't get a chance to talk about? No, you mentioned it all there with our, it's been great local community sport. I think both New London and Waco have had pretty good seasons. And so uh, both teams uh, deserve the win, I feel, because it's uh, a little too early for us to meet, but that's how it worked out. And so uh, I'm cheering for Waco, but that's just my personal bias. And so well, it, it's uh, going to be a great game. On the good, uh, the good news is the game's at your place. The bad news yep. is you may have to get out there and tuck point that uh, building a little bit after you after the after it rock and rolls and shakes like it's going to tonight. Or it will be a great one. All right. Well, thanks for being with us. No, thanks for having me on here and let me talk about water basketball. Oh, well, I love listening to it. Thanks again. This Round Guy Radio sports coverage has been brought to you by these great sponsors. Packwood Locker, Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. Wayland State Bank, 
Over 90 years of being community-minded, just like you. Located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant. Kyoto Transmission and Repair. Specializing in transmissions, differentials, and driveline repair. You need a reliable family car for you or your student. Buckwalder Motors in Wellman has your car. McDonald Boneyard and Auto Recycling in Kyoto. And Pilot Grove Savings Bank.